Hello, action takers. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have authentic conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help us get the scoop, the 411, and the lowdown on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping achieve bliss through awareness and action. Thanks for joining me. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Want to save yourself that trip to the market? Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Receive free delivery on your first order over $35. Just follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know I sent you and help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Did you know, while the idea of natural building materials still holds strong sentimental appeal, some insurance companies charge more to cover a home with a wood shake roof because of the potential for fire, and others won't insure it at all. What do you think is the most common residential roofing material used in the United States today? Send us a tweet at LBO Podcast. This is episode 23. Thanks for joining me. Our topic for this episode is roofs, and my guest is Angela Grunst. Angela is the marketing director for Roof Brokers, Inc. She has over 22 years of experience in the roofing industry and is a wonderful resource for anyone with roofing needs. She is responsive, responsible, and professional, and her clients are in excellent hands when she and her team engage to help provide services for roofing needs. Angela's team is very client-centric. Their attention to the detail sets them apart from the rest of the industry. For more information, visit her website at roofbrokers.com. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Marisa. All of us homeowners have roofs and we know they're up there and we know that if they're not causing us any problem, we don't give a second thought about them. But when there is a emergency or perhaps some sort of weather catastrophe that happens, all of a sudden we get bombarded with flyers or people knocking on our door telling us to inspect our roofs. And most of us consumers are confused. We don't know who to call. We don't know what to consider. We don't know how the process looks like. So I'm looking forward to getting more information from you about how that works. What should homeowners be aware of when it comes to roofs? Well, I like for people to know that roofs require maintenance just like your car does. So you can put on a roof that has a lifetime warranty, but that doesn't mean that natural things won't occur. There's sealants up on a roof that can wash away over time. There's flashing that can lift up slowly that needs to be resecured, And the little neoprene pipe jack vents that go around the plumbing vents, these can just deteriorate over time. So it's really important to have your roof inspected occasionally to make sure to get these maintenance issues addressed. And this can then prevent interior damage. That would be an additional charge that somebody would have to have handled. But roofs are susceptible to more than just hail damage and wind damage. There could be manufacturer defect. There could be animal damage, which is also called mechanical damage, tree damage, roofs that have been poorly installed. Another big consideration about roofs is when you are buying or selling a home. 
the seller has to have a roof that's in a good enough condition to where the buyer will be able to get homeowner's insurance on it. So, and the buyer, of course, wants to be able to get that insurance and not have to have the expense of putting on a new roof after they've purchased the home. So it's a really big consideration when you are selling and buying a home. You know, that's a really good point because I think that unless it's a visible problem, like let's say you look up and you happen to see water on your ceiling or dripping that's happening, most of us are not aware about what the condition is of our roofs. And so I guess what I'd like to know first and foremost is how often should we get our roofs inspected? Well, I would say at least once a year, and there's different times when you might think about having your roof inspected. The obvious one in the Denver metro area, since we have one of the highest rates of hailstorms, and most often, the big one is when a hailstorm occurs. So if you see tree branches all of a sudden in your yard, loss of granules, you see dents on your car, on your fence, these things indicate that you might have hail damage. So that's a good time to have your roof inspected. Some shingles do resist hail better than others. Some shingles might just be newer. Your neighbor might have more mature tree coverage and not get hail damage, even though you did. So I always like to tell people just because you get hail damage, it doesn't mean everybody on the block or vice versa. So another time that I would have my roof inspected is obvious. If you see a roof leak And that would be observed through damage on the ceiling of your home. So you're going to want to get that corrected before it becomes worse or could lead to a mold issue. So that would be a good time to have your roof inspected. And if you haven't had any of those scenarios happen, you can consider having your roof checked in the fall or the spring. And that way, those are times where you can can make sure to get those maintenance items checked just to see if, hey, do I need a little bit more sealant? I mean, these are very inexpensive repairs. You just want to make sure that the roof is in good condition. If you haven't had it looked at in a year, I recommend it, just like with your HVAC, having it before the winter season. But if you've just had a new roof put on with a hail season in the summer, then perhaps wait again for the spring and have everybody, uh, a roof company, come out and take a look and see if you need to have any tune-ups. But typically, the hail season and the leaks are most often when we inspect roofs. Of course, we deal with a lot of real estate agents, so we look at roofs all year round because it becomes an item that the buyer and the seller like to discuss prior to the sale of the home. So speaking of that, who do you think we should call first? Let's say that I don't have any plans on selling my home, but I'd like to get my roof inspected. Do I call a realtor, my insurance agent, the roofer directly, or perhaps a home inspector? Well, it really depends on your situation. Your insurance agent does not want you to call the 1-800 claim number right away until somebody like Roof Brokers has verified that there's actually hail damage there and not only hail damage, but enough damage to exceed the deductible. You don't want to have a zero pay claim against the property affect your clue report. Basically, it's a national insurance database and too many reports to the clue report can actually affect what your premiums cost you. 
and in some cases even lead to cancellation. If you don't already have a good relationship with a roofer through somebody that you know, your realtor can be a good resource if you need somebody local and trusted. Uh, They deal with contractors all the time. Your insurance agent can provide you with names of roofers that they've worked with and had success. But again, they want you to have that damage assessed before you turn in the claim because once you've turned in the claim, you can't go backwards. Whether or not the insurance company comes out and says, yes, you have hail or no, you don't or you have a little bit, but you're not going to get a check. So the bottom line is, is go to somebody that you trust, your insurance agent, your realtor, or somebody that you had a good experience with as a roofing contractor before and have them take a look. So what you're saying is confirm that there's a problem first before you file the claim. Correct. That's absolutely correct. All right. So then how do I know who to trust? We get a lot of door knockers. We get flyers in our doors all the time asking us to check our roof. And I'd like to know from your perspective, what types of questions should we be asking a roofer to know if they are a good and reputable company to work with? Well, when a hailstorm happens, this is when you get flooded with flyers and door knockers. And I just want to make it clear that unless water is pouring into your home or a tree has landed on your roof, it's not an emergency just because the door knockers are making it feel like it's one. For instance, my company, Roof Brokers, does not knock doors. We're invited, usually referred by a past client or we are referred by the hundreds of realtors that we've worked with over the past 25 years. And also the realtors refer us their clients and their neighbors. So the door knockers can be from out of state and they're trained to be very tricky sometimes. And not to mention, there can be a lot of very detailed scams that I won't get into here. So I just would highly recommend do not sign anything just because someone bangs on your door and asks you to. You could be told, you know, that the document is one thing and it's really something else. And also don't call in the claim just because a door knocker tells you to. Again, you want to have it confirmed by somebody that you trust, a reputable local roof company. And I would wait and ask questions to a roof company that you have invited out not just somebody that knocks on your door. And you'll want to check reviews. You want to get a copy of their liability and their workers' comp insurance. You want to know how long they've been in business. Make sure that they're local. And then you can ask questions like, what are my product options? How much damage do you see? How long will the installation process take? Do you recommend that we talk to more than one roofer or do you feel like if you've been recommended and you feel like the questions have been answered appropriately and you have a good feeling, is one quote enough or do you recommend still talking to a few different options before you make your decision? You know, the only time that the insurance is going to be paying for the roof as if there's adequate hail damage. So I would advise getting more than one quote to compare, especially if the work is not storm related. In other words, if you're paying out of your pocket, that's where you're going to see more of a difference in price. You can sometimes get more of a discount when it's not hailstorm related because most of the roofing contractors will agree to do the work for the insurance proceeds. So basically everybody's working for about the same price. But when it's not hail related, that's where I would definitely get more quotes because it's really going to depend on the type of product, what city it might be in, the jurisdiction, what type of roof is going to go on. There's just a lot of different reasons that if it's not hail related and it's coming out of your pocket, 
that you want to get more than one bid. Of course, just because somebody is the lowest bid doesn't mean I would automatically go with them. They would still have to be referred. You would still have to go over the whole process, making sure they're licensed and insured, check the reviews. You can Google reviews on anybody now. I would check with the Better Business Bureau. Here in Colorado, where we are, we have the CRA, which is the Colorado Roofing Association. Roof Brokers is a part of it. So we have promised to work ethically. So those are just a few things to consider. That is so helpful. I had no idea. So thank you for that. Help me visualize what happens after you go into a customer's home and you've conducted a roof inspection. And let's say that you recommended that something needed to happen, whether it was repair the roof or replace the roof altogether. What does the next step look like? What we do is we send out by email a report based on our inspection, and then we will follow up with a phone call to A, make sure that the email was received. And sometimes, you know, it can go into somebody's spam box or well, but we want to make sure that you got the report. And then we offer to answer any questions and review the proposal with you. If somebody feels like they need to have somebody come in person, we would certainly set up that appointment. A lot of our roof inspections are real estate related. So time is of the essence. So the realtor might need what's called a roof certification. They might need a repair or a whole roof quote because of something that the buyer's home inspector has come up with. So we definitely will make sure to follow up very quickly. And sometimes we find that the roof is just fine in its present condition, or it might just need a little bit of minor maintenance addressed. The reasons that a roof might need to be replaced, actually, the whole roof would be as if it's not to code, and this is not covered by insurance, or just the roof is beyond its useful life. It could just have more wear and tear than a company is going to want to insure. The roof could have hail damage. It could have manufacturer defect. We have seen a lot of manufacturer defect this year from a group of roofs that were put on about two years ago. But let's say that the roof needs to be replaced due to heavy hail damage. We would let you know to contact your insurance company, call in the claim. We would offer to meet the adjuster to help facilitate the claim. But we would also advise you at the same time to contact your insurance agent to make sure that you understand specifically how you're covered with your homeowner's insurance in regards to roof replacement. Not everybody has the old RCV anymore, which is that full replacement. You get the first check, and then once the work is done, you send the bill to the insurance company and they release a second check. Some people have now what are called ACV, so that's actual cash value. So if your roof is over 10 years old, you might not be getting very much in your first check and you would not get a second check or a depreciation check. I've had customers that have what's called a percent deductible. So it was a 2% and the home was about $500,000. So that was 10000 out of the customer's pocket before the insurance money even kicked in, even though the roof was completely totaled by hail. And then some people don't necessarily have building code upgrade coverage. So we always advise the customer to find these things out before they make a decision. So you just can't assume that the entire roof is going to be paid for by the insurance company. And you want to make sure that it's a good decision for you. We also always make sure if you have an HOA that you contact your HOA, see what products, manufacturers, shingle colors are accepted. So a lot of HOAs are very strict as to what colors and products they allow. I've even seen people say, oh, I'm signing off. I don't care what the HOA say. And then a year later, after a lawsuit, they're tearing off that roof color that 
the HOA fought them on. So basically what you're saying is it's very important to understand your insurance, all the regulations in the area that you live in. Just go in with eyes wide open and do your research so that whatever decision you end up making is the right one for you. Exactly, because everybody's insurance policy is different. Everybody's HOA is different. So you want to make decisions that are good for you. You talked about HOA. They're going to have their own requirements in terms of what types of roofs they will allow in terms of replacement or repair. However, in an area perhaps where it's your own home and you don't have that to contend with, how do you know what type of roof is the best roof for you? Do you help your clients make that selection? Do they go to a warehouse where they get to look at different types of roofs? Talk to me a little bit about how you make that choice. Well, what we do is we also want to help them make the best financial choice. So let's say HOA requirements are not needed. So the next thing is, is you want to contact your insurance company and say, if I install an impact resistant class four shingle, which is more hail resistant, how much of a discount will I get from my homeowner's insurance? It could be as much as 25% off of your homeowner's premium. So that's a considerable amount of money. So that being said, we um, get samples for you and we actually can start you online to look at the different websites as to what products are available. But we highly recommend once you've narrowed it down, you know, you want something in the grays or something in the browns, something neutral, we recommend that we bring out samples so that you can actually hold a sample of the shingle with the granules on it up against your siding and trim to make sure it complements. I think right where we office, I think I saved them from making a very poor decision on shingle color with what our siding color was. So I always recommend not just trusting the online version of the color, but actually seeing it. So we want to make sure that you're making a good color selection. Also, if you want to change colors, drive through your neighborhood see other homes that have the same brick color or the same siding color as you and see how that shingle looks on something similar to your home. I know in my neighborhood, we have about 10 different brick colors and there's certain shingle colors I just love, but they would not look good with my bricks. So you have to really see it with your own eyes and make that decision. We also get a lot of customers that are trying to make the decision if they're going to go from your regular asphalt composition shingle to a tile roof. But I always like to make people aware that this is going to be a lengthier process because you have to have a structural engineer come out and sign off that your truss or rafters can safely hold the weight of the roof plus three feet of snow. And even with that, you still might get a little bit of cracking on your walls in your home, and that's just considered cosmetic. So a change like that, I always say, make sure to make all the considerations. If you're putting tile on brand new construction, it's put to bear the weight. So that's one consideration. And there's other products, not just tile, but there's stone coated steel. There's different things that have a very nice look. But again, it's your consideration is going to be how long am I going to be in this home? If I'm thinking about selling this home, I might not want to invest in an upgraded material. But if this is my forever home, then maybe I might want to take a look at other types of products. As far as selecting the right roof, it's very personal. 
And I have a lot of people that are selling their homes that find out they have to replace the roof. And they're very generous with the buyers and let them choose their own color as long as it's within the HOA. They might be changing the house from a green paint to a gray paint. So putting on a different shingle color might be appropriate. And since the roof already has to be replaced and they're leaving the property, then it makes sense for the new buyer to be able to choose what they feel would be the best fit for the new design that they'd like to make in the home. Exactly. Then how long from the time that that decision is made does it take for you to install the roof? Are we looking at weeks? Are we looking at months? It is really going to depend on the time of year. As long as the material is available and there's not a big hailstorm going up that's using up the material right then. I've been with the company now for 23 years, so I've seen a lot of different situations. We've had manufacturer delays due to hurricanes where the roof plants are, so the product wasn't being made. I've even gone through it where oil refineries have blown up and so that they couldn't get the products to even make the shingles. So assuming that we have normal conditions from the time you sign the contract and choose your color and you have HOA approval because your roof could be done as little as a week. But when I got my roof done, my HOA only met once a month and I had to wait a full month before I got approval. My HOA is the type that would find me if I didn't do exactly what they wanted. So that being said, if there's no HOA, the product's available, you probably only have to wait a week or two. Now, in the winter, there can be delays. You need the temperature to be above 45 degrees for a good installation and seal. So if you were to have multiple snowstorms or if the the temperatures were frigid, I would not recommend putting on the roof. We do roofs all the time in the winter, but we only install when it's above 45 degrees. And I would not want my roof torn off if there was a threat of a storm later that day. Because once you get all those shingles torn off and your underlayment, your home is exposed. So you want to have your roof installed with a good forecast as well. I just say it really depends on time of year and what the specific situations are. It sounds like timing is critical. Let's say that uh, you noticed that there was a problem with your roof in the middle of winter and you know that it's going to be below 45 for a spell. Are you still then able to work with the customer to make all the other preparations so that when the right time comes to install the roof, everything is ready to go and then you just schedule it in? Exactly. As a matter of fact, May, June, July, and August hailstorms this year in the Denver metro area. We did all of the work with the insurance company, with the customer. We have colors selected. And if it's not part of a real estate transaction, then we actually suggest that the customer wait and have an October, November installation if there's not a leak that they are having to have addressed because that way they don't have to worry about being hit by a hailstorm twice in one season. The season out here is pretty much May through September. So we can get everything ready to go, but we always want to communicate with the customer. This is when your shingles are going to be loaded. If you have pets, your pets cannot be outside. Debris could fall off that could injure the pet. You don't want to have your children outside. Sometimes, depending on how the house sits, we might have to have a dumpster rather than a truck. You might want to have vehicles pulled out. So we always need to communicate with you close to the time so that everybody's prepared, but we can have everything basically ready to go. In other words, separate emergencies from non-emergencies as well so that you can find the right time to install the roof for your particular need. 
Right. I mean, if somebody has a big issue like lightning strikes and there's a tree that has pretty much broken the truss and through the roof, that's an emergency. A leak is an emergency. This is not an emergency, but when you're selling your home, if you find out during the inspection that you have hail damage, you're going to have to replace the roof. Even if it's the summer, I suggest getting it done before the home changes hands. It's a lot easier to deal with your insurance company when you're still the owner. And then also, if you don't do the roof before it closes, then they're going to escrow one and a half times the money. So that's going to tie up some of your money for a period of time because who knows when the the buyers will actually get the roof put on. So in that circumstance, I would go ahead and get the roof done as soon as possible. How do we go about paying you after the services are done? What is the timing in terms of reconciling what is owed? Talk to me a little bit about the process for payment. Sure. Payment, it needs to be agreed upon prior to the installation beginning. A good contractor will review the scope of work and and what the financial expectations are. If you're paying out of pocket for the roof, typically you pay at work completion. A large job or a special material order may require a deposit. And that's typically once the um, materials have shown up at your home and the permit has been pulled. If you're closing on your home within two weeks, we will put the roof on two weeks ahead and then wait to be paid out of closing proceeds. So it's actually the title company sending us the money. But typically you pay once the roof is complete. But if the roof is being paid mostly by insurance proceeds, most insurance companies will issue you a first check. And then you have to turn in the final bill to show that the work has been done to your insurance company. And it could take a few weeks before you get the second check back. So the roofing company is aware that they're going to have to wait a couple of weeks for that money. The one thing is, is to definitely call your insurance company before you start, because what they might do is the insurance company might send you the check made payable to yourself and your mortgage company. Some mortgage companies, it's a real easy process to get that check endorsed. Others I've seen tie up your check for a month or two. So that's something to consider if you're getting an insurance check that's made payable to you and the mortgage company. So keeping communication clear between you and the roofing company and the insurance company will help alleviate any potential surprises on the back end. Right. You want to make sure that this is how my insurance company handles the claim and you want to know how your mortgage company handles it if they are involved. And if you communicate and you document through email, it can be a very easy process. So we have a lot of times where clients are all worried that we're going to be upset because it's taking them a month to get that second check. We understand it's insurance. We're going to verify that the money's coming, but we're not going to pressure somebody to have it right there the second we nail in the last shingle. If you do get a new roof, keep the warranty, register the warranty, read the warranty. Because if you sell your home, you want to be able to offer to transfer that warranty to the buyer. And also after a few years, if you notice that your roof is prematurely losing some granules, if you have that warranty in hand, we can assist you getting a brand new free roof. So keep the warranty. That is such a great tip. Thank you, Angela. I will definitely keep that one on my back pocket. (laughs) Good, good. I'm glad. When I talk to my guests, I learn so much in the brief time that I'm able to share with them and get their insights on the 
expertise that they know about each particular topic that I interview about. And I know now that if I do ever come across a roof problem, I know exactly how to handle it thanks to you. So thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with us today, Angela. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for having me. That's all for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Angela Grunts for being my guest. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.